So, without any further ado, can you actually welcome Andrew as he comes up and brings the word this morning? when you try and pray for a visiting speaker <laughs> I cannot be held responsible for what happens next that's a disclaimer <laughs> firstly I just want to significantly honor Todd and Rachel and the team I believe that honor is a core pillar in the house of God and uh, been around the world a little bit, seen a lot of different churches. This atmosphere did not happen by itself. There's a priority for purity in the heart of God being pursued, and I, I really honor and I, I recognize and acknowledge what you've built here. It's ultimately God, but people have to make way for it. It means all agendas get out the way, and there is a potent atmosphere of heaven here. And what that means is anything is possible here. When heaven comes in its potent form, all bets are off. Anything is now possible. Doesn't matter what the enemy stages. Doesn't matter if he brings his best theater of war to the other side of the field. When heaven comes, None of his theatrics matter anymore. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> um, are you ready, Anton? Okay, so I was just told, um, so for those of you that missed the Tent Maker or those of the Tent Maker Academy, which is a kingdom finance, kingdom economy um, academy, you're welcome to get your phone out and there's a QR code we'll put up. We're doing an online academy that'll run six to 12 months. There's four other academies that we do as well. That's launching early next year. If you wanna get in on that, you're welcome to. It's gonna be very economical. It's not a business for me. I have other businesses. We just look to cover some of our basic costs. So if you'd like to get in on that, Jesus bless you. If you don't, I, I do speak life over your finances. So. We're gonna jump into the presence of God. I, I honestly just, well, we're already in the presence of God. Let's jump in deeper. <clears throat> and uh, I'm gonna try and deliver this message and we'll see how we go. Is that all right? Okay, Hebrews 11. Let's open our Bibles. Hebrews 11, <clears throat> verse one. Incredibly well-known passage. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony and by faith we understand, listen to this, that worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were made from the things which are not seen. <clears throat> You've been made in the image of God, yeah? Yeah? 
So let's look at this. You can't have faith if you don't have hope. Faith is the substance of hope. In other words, faith might be your vehicle, but hope is your fuel. So I need hope in order to utilize the mechanism engine of faith in my life. Without faith, I can't take a hold of promises, but I can't ever have faith until I've had a glimpse of the promise. We tracking? Good, so this house is a phenomenally prophetic house. You guys understand encounters, visions, dreams. You guys understand downloads. The thing, we're gonna pause that conversation for a second. If you zoom out over the last three years and just hypothetically to, to say, just imagine, let's just role play this for a second. If there happened to be a nefarious group behind the last three years, what was their goal? And if I look out at the world, I would tell you one of the number one things I see absent in people's lives is hope. It has crushed confidence, it has crushed dreams, it has crushed people's ability to even have positive, optimistic outlooks for the future. Because when you remove hope, you create despondency and despair, and a despondent person is an enslaved person. So what does the world need? The world needs dreamers that aren't just prophetic seers, the world needs dreamers with God that know how to put the hope fuel in the car of faith and turn the engine. We tracking? <clears throat> so this whole idea of hope, for me, when everything started happening and they told us that we needed two weeks to flatten the curve, <laughs> I knew immediately that war had been declared. That wasn't a care statement. It was a battle cry. And it was Goliath trying to intimidate people into a personal recession of confidence. Hello? And so the minute that that happened in Southern California, the land of nuts and flakes, and fruits, we've got to remember the fruits. <laughs> I, I declared war on fear. And the way you declare war on fear is you start vision casting from what you have received an encounter and then you start pressing into faith which is the outworking of what you've been given insight into. It's not enough for me to say I've had a dream or a vision. I have to utilize with what I've been entrusted and given privy into to go after obtaining. Yeah? Whoo! Okay. First Timothy 4. I'm gonna try and get my, through my scriptures real quick and then I'm coming at you. <laughs> First Timothy 4 verse 13 till I come 
give attention to reading, to exhortation, and to doctrine. See, I can have all the dreams I want, but unless I'm deeply founded in the word of God, I will not have a solid filter and matrix in my mind or a infrastructure of belief in my mind to pinion or to connect these dreams and hopes to. See, so I need to give attention to doctrine, reading, and exhortation. This is exhortation right now. <clears throat> Watch this. Do not neglect the gift that is in you. I came from this part of the world. I came from New Zealand. And there is a territorial stronghold down here that has put you into a passive, broken, reserved, quiet state. Do I look like I'm from New Zealand? Praise the Lord, brother. Be quiet. It's not that I'm charismatic. It's that I know where I'm really from. I'm a son of heaven. So that means that I'm convinced that I have an entitlement and a privilege to all the promises from my homeland. Not Aotearoa, not New Zealand, kingdom. Are we tracking? <laughs> Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by prophecy, insight, vision. So what that means is the gift isn't just, well, you know, he's really good with hospitality. Because you didn't get hospitality through a prophecy, did you? Oops, gotcha. See, we have two different types of gifts that we're talking about here. One is the gifts of administration or the gifts of leadership or all the different gifts that we can, we can go down deep into. But here it's very clearly not talking about personal gifts and talents. It's talking about gifts that have been birthed into you by prophecy, which means anything from dreams, vision, God speaking to your heart, encounters, Come on, visitations. So what that means is when I have encounters, visions, when I have insights, when prophecy comes to me, a gift is birthed into me and I'm being told here not to neglect it. See, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. When, when heaven impregnates you or conceives something in you from the prophetic, where you get an insight. See, there's nothing worse that's more insulting to heaven, I believe, aside from neglect of the cross and salvation, than when we are stimulated with giggles and goosebumps and falling over and we get up no different. And I see it everywhere. You get the shake and bake club. You watch them just floating off down the river, giggling, and nothing's changed. <laughs> Oh, I'm just kicking that thing around right now, aren't I? Just this little, little, little curb stomp in the Holy Ghost. See, there's nothing worse than people that love the stimulus but hate conception. 
See, when the Spirit of God comes near me, I'm not coming to be stimulated or feel like I still have my salvation because I can feel the tingles and the goosebumps. And well, I haven't really done any investing with God. So, well, actually I'm still okay because I can feel the goosebumps. That's not why he's visiting us. He's visiting us because intimacy always is marked with conception from God's heart. He's wanting to birth something in us. He's wanting to encounter us. See, so what we're, being, what we're reading here, do not neglect the gift that is in you, something's being conceived, which was given to you by prophecy with the laying on of hands of the eldership. Now it could also be that you were in the secret place with heaven and something was given to you. This is the whole parable of the talents, guys. This is the parable of the talents. See, this is a birthing house. This, and I'm just talking, this isn't a message for everybody. I'm talking to Field of Dreams. This is a birthing center. This is a birthing house, not just for souls, but for spiritual mission, for mandates, for shifting darkness completely out of regions. Guys, I'm telling you, hell is making a powerful play right now but their power and all their might doesn't match believers in unity pulling on heaven. And I'm telling you in a moment, Nebuchadnezzar can be out eating grass. We need to birth things. We can't have stillborns in the spirit. We need to cultivate what He births in us, what He conceives in us, and bring it all the way through to conception. And I know this house is going after this, but I'm also talking to you personally. See, when tongues of fire came in Acts chapter two, everyone had a tongue of fire. Everyone received a prayer language. Everyone heard the wind. It wasn't just the leadership. Well, I turn up to church and I pay my tithes, so I'll just let everyone else do it. Hopefully this isn't too much for you. I do tend to be the fire hydrant that just points straight at your mouth. <laughs> Maybe you need that though. Maybe that's why I'm here in small doses. <laughs> See you in 12 months. <laughs> Oh, this is, this is too fun. <laughs> okay, I need to keep moving. I'm very drunk in the spirit right now. So I already gave you a disclaimer. <laughs> Meditate on these things. Watch this. Meditate on these things and give yourself entirely to them. I'm not here to get a stupid house and pay off a stupid mortgage. That is a vehicle so I can be about kingdom mission because I am here as an insult to hell. I was born in slavery to darkness. The goodness and mercy of God has set me free and now I will give the rest of my days and every breath dislodging and dislocating darkness. So the vacation's great, I need rest. The house, I need shelter. The, the, the career, great, I need to be in the marketplace. But none of that's my mission, it's merely my provision. And I am gonna give myself entirely to what God has birthed in my spirit. Come on. 
What we need is houses and nations that all capture the birthing of what God's doing and not just looking at the front go going, well, they're really full on. <laughs> what does it look like for a whole house to be burning? What does it look like for houses to catch so much on fire? And I wanna just say this as a declaration of war. Let's give hell something to look at. Let's give hell something to look at so that they see not just people gathering round a front row, but a whole house just absolutely insane for Jesus. Oh, he said insane. Yes, I did. Anyways. <laughs> Tipping carts over everywhere, it's great. Meditate on these things, give yourself entirely to them. Watch this, that your progress may be evident to all. How many? All. all. So that means hell needs to see my progress. That means the people at my work need to see my progress. Guys, this isn't about personal development, going to influencer conferences. You know, I'm just not getting what I should from my church, so I went to a motivational speaker. Got really inspired. Cool, what did it do? Nothing. Felt good. <laughs> Look, that your progress may be evident to all. <laughs> It's not talking about personal development, it's referencing what was birthed in you. It's literally referencing the, the gift that was birthed in you through the prophetic encounter that you had. So what that means is it's not enough for me to come here and tell you, you know, I had an encounter and I met Jesus and it was amazing and it was awesome. Cool, what have you done with that? Where's that taking you? Hello? Oh, he's really intense. Dude, this is first gear. I gotta tone it down. I don't wanna scare you. This is our first date. <laughs> Woo. I, I'm sorry, Jesus has touched me and I am belligerent in his goodness. <laughs> so I need... I need the spirit realm to understand that my progress is moving, that I am moving in mission from insight and revelation and encounter that I've had, that my spiritual footprint of intimacy first and then maturity and authority is growing so that instead of me having to pray in tongues for 40 hours, now I can start to pray for an hour and things start to shift. The world, the kingdom, the creation needs us to grow in what's been birthed in us. You know, where the ax is dull, you have to use it a whole lot more. But as you start to sharpen it, we can do a lot, lot less, sorry, a lot more a lot le and with a lot less time. What does it look like for a whole house to burn? Oh man, I'm telling you, God is birthing something in this house. I'm telling you, there's a, I, I, th that word that was released today, that is not a random word. That is not just some fruity little prophetic, you know, there was butterflies flying over you. No, 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 it's a... <sighs> You know what I mean? There's a lot of fruitcake prophecy out there. And it's past its best before date. So, <laughs> yeah, it smells funny. But, 
<laughs> There's a word that's released that God's giving us to steward as a house. The fate of the nation is being very clearly entrusted to this house. There's a fate of a nation here. And so if we let it impregnate in us and we can take a hold of it, heaven can move. This thing can multiply two, three, four times over. We start getting a majority. I'm telling you, man, the Spirit of God is on this. This is not me just shooting stuff out. There's a Spirit of God. God's wanting to multiply the potency. Get the DNA fine-tuned. Get the DNA thick in you. Get pregnant with conception. Grow it. Let your progress be evident to the spirit realm. You don't need to get on social media and tell everyone how great you are. Just get it in your bedroom. Get it in a cave. That's how David gets anointed. Well, you know, I just put the coffee cup here and my Bible here. And... <laughs> oh, I need to move because we're running out of time. See, there's so much joy when we embrace the reality of what he's saying. (laughs) There's just joy in the journey. See, I can be completely serious and completely belligerent in the same moment. You know that we've short-circuited some churches around the earth, right? And I'm not here to turn a tone down and be something else. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to church. God's going to (laughs) move. No, 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 no. We're not putting on Saul's armour. We're going to be unashamed of who God's made us to be. In season, out of season. In season, out of season. Look, Saul's not fixing this problem now. He's made a massive mess. It's going to take the house of David to stand. Oh, man. (laughs) <laughs> Hopefully there's not Pastor Saul down the street all offended. <laughs> well, maybe he is, I don't know. I'm leaving tomorrow, so anyways. <laughs> he better be able to throw javelins pretty far. Woo! Okay, okay. <laughs> I know tomorrow I'm gonna be like, what did I say? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Take heed. take heed to yourself and to doctrine continue in them for in doing this listen to this guys you will save both yourself and those that hear you that's a mandate for everybody that's not just a mandate for leadership it's a mandate for everybody take heed to yourself and take heed to doctrine because in doing so you're going to save yourself and everyone that listens Because when you stand up, people are gonna come underneath you and they're gonna start to follow what you're doing. They're gonna start to be influenced by what you're doing. They're gonna say, come show us this Jesus you found because the one we've been following is dead. Another Jesus. Oh, that fell a little flat, didn't it? Kicked a little ball there. (laughs) I told someone recently, you know, the Jesus that's up on your wall actually was a French prostitute that was used as a muse to paint this painting. Not the right Jesus. (laughs) Fell pretty flat too. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) I'm sorry, Jesus has touched me. If you're a first time visitor, I apologize. I'm not the usual speaker. (laughs) 
<laughs> I saw a meme the other day and it, someone's, <laughs> someone's mother had a picture of Anakin Skywalker up there and they were praying to Jesus. <laughs> oh, no, no, we don't wanna follow another Jesus. We wanna find the one that's eyes, his eyes burn. Because when you encounter the Jesus whose eyes burn, there is nothing you will not do for Him. There is nothing, there is nothing too intense. There is nothing too pricely. Oh man, I'm enjoying this. First Timothy chapter one, last scripture. And then I wanna have at you. First, Sim, first Timothy, first Timothy. First Timothy chapter one, verse 18. I'm really trying, I promise. First Timothy chapter one, verse 18. This I charge, this charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you wage the good warfare. Prophecy is not a promise, it's an invitation. It's not a guarantee, it's an opportunity to enter a partnership with God. And you're most likely gonna have to get so much glory on you that you're able to warfare through the enemy trying to sabotage that thing coming to maturity. Too much entitlement in the body of Christ because we've been lied to by false fathers. Whoops. (laughs) It's true. There's people presenting other Jesuses. Some of them are really important people, but I'm going with the real one. (laughs) This charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you wage the good warfare, having faith and a good conscience, which some having rejected concerning the faith have suffered shipwreck. Guys, there is not multiple ways to do this. There's one way. There is one way, one culture, one God, one Lord. There is only one way to walk out callings, to walk out stewarding spiritual conceptions of things that God's birthed in us. I'm really excited because I've come from a place that is incredibly dark and we haven't bowed. We could have changed about two, three things in our church structure and we would have had a booming church, but those two, three things were compromise. And I'm not willing to appease the masses, I'm willing to please my king. Orange County is a consumerist culture with a bunch of sophisticated orphans. And I'm not an orphan, I'm a son and I'm gonna follow the king and it's not for sale. This thing's not for sale. But what you have here is really special. This thing, can, this thing can shift a nation, guys. This thing can shift a nation for real. I honestly believe that it's more than just a nation. I believe there is a hub of global influence opening here. And it's the birthing of maturity right now and the way you embrace the stewardship of what the Spirit is trying to birth in us will directly dictate how, how this house is able to lunge. Get there in two years, not 12. You hear me? Get there in two years, not 12. But it's the way we all adopt and run. When they were all together and in one accord, that's, and it took a minute. 
You can be in the same room, but once you come into one accord, that's where power is released. That's where the commanded blessing is released. Australia, God is wanting to shift this nation. My nation is in the process of falling and without a massive miracle and intervention from God, we're gonna watch empires fall. But it's an opportunity for this nation to rise in the Spirit of God. Rise, rise, get things birthed in you. Jesus' name. I'm not a Kiwi, if you can tell. I'm a son of heaven. I know there's some very anointed, softly spoken people, but I wasn't made to wear that armor. I'm different, and I'm not ashamed about it. It's who I've been made to be. Let's stand to our feet. I don't know how we're gonna do this, but I just feel like God wants to fall on us. There has to be a response to this. There has to be a response to this. If you, look, here's the deal. If you're like, yeah, I'm not really into this. This is kind of freaking me out. Please don't feel any pressure. But if you, if you feel that there is, a, there is a pull from heaven, there is a mandate from heaven, there, there is something that God is just putting His hand on you and He's wanting to, you know that He's worthy of more, that you know that He's trying to burst something in you. And we have to, look guys, our whole life, the summation of our whole life is how have we stewarded Jesus? It's our whole life. It's not how great we were, how many people knew our name. That's, that's just garbage. That's just modern garbage church culture. It's not how many people knew our name, it's how well we held of, took hold of heaven and how we were formed into the image of Christ. There have been a whole bunch of Catholics reaching out to me recently. They're really upset with some of the things I've said because I said that Jesus is the only way to the Father. But the reality is, is they worship Mary because she housed the Son of God in her womb. But here we are today, and He's told us that if we would answer, that He stands at the door and knock, and if we would answer, that He would come in. So we can be those wombs where we take the, the heart of God and we start to walk out the person of God on the earth. Where we start taking His Spirit and letting Him develop us, form us, shape us. Will we start becoming stewards? I don't have time for a 30, 40 minute prayer line right now. I'm sorry, I wish I did. But if you are hungry for heaven, I just want you, not before me, but before Jesus, to throw your hands up in the air and start crying out to Him. Jesus, I'm asking you, fill me with vision. Fill me with encounter. Cause me to steward what you're wanting to birth in my life. <laughs> Light me up, Father. Light me up. Light me up. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. He's just beginning to fall in this room right now. Overwhelm us, God, with your goodness. Come on, receive it right where you are. The Spirit of God overwhelms you. Let Him fall on you. Let Him, let him fill you. Jesus' name. That's it. That's it. Have at us, Jesus. Have at us. <laughs> Ooh, have at us, Jesus. Have at us, Jesus. Have at us. Teach us to be stewards. Teach us to be servants. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name.
Oh. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Fall fire. Fall fire. Fall goodness. Fall fire. Spirit of God. Spirit of God. Take a hold of us. We're asking for more encounters than we've even had. We're asking for more visitations. We're asking for more dreams. We're asking You to birth things in our spirit, God, that we would carry them to conception. We would carry them to conception in this house, that You would give us the pregnancy of a nation, God, the pregnancy of a nation, that there would be a shift in the spirit realm over Australia, over the politics, over the high seats, Oh, Father, that You would pull down the demonic strongholds and that You would raise up lamps of righteousness over the regions of this nation. In the Name of Jesus. In the Name of Jesus. And we're asking You humbly, God. Here we are, use us. We're asking You humbly, God. Here we are, use us. Use us. In Jesus' Name. In Jesus' Name.